Good morning and welcome to the prayer line. This is Bishop Smith. It is a privilege and an honor always to start our morning with you. Thank you for everyone that is on the line. Thank you for getting up early to get on the line. Your time is valuable, and we're not going to waste your time this morning. I don't believe we ever waste your time, but once again, thank you so much for getting on the line this morning. I want to say good morning to our church family, New Destiny Church members. Good morning also to the universal body, all of those that are on the line. If you're not a member of New Destiny Church, but you're getting up, getting on this line, as they call it, a lifeline, we thank you and we thank God that it's providing life for those that believe. All things are possible to them that believe. Praise God. And so good morning to all of our intercessors who play a very vital part in life. Prayer is essential and Prayer is vital to the success of ministry and also our lives. It is very important. So good morning to every intercessor. Good morning to every man of God that is on the line this morning. We have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful team that's going to bless us this morning. We have Sister Tracy George. She's going to be coming and doing our prayer requests and praying over those prayer requests. Sister Tracy, how are you this morning? I am blessed and highly favored. Thank you for asking, Bishop. I'm honored to be on this morning. Yes, yes, you are blessed to be a blessing. Amen. You've got to always remember that. We are blessed, but we're blessed to be a blessing. That's the other part of being blessed. I'm blessed to be a blessing. I believe if God can get it through you, God will get it to you. I want you to remember mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. But you sound great, Sister Tracy. And then we have with us, it is Wednesday. The the double H is not with us right now. He's got some things he's got going on. But we've got Pastor coming back with us. He did such a wonderful job last week. I wanted him to be our guest this week. So we have Pastor Victor Inger of our Latino church with us this morning. Pastor, how are you this morning? Well, he may be still trying to get on the line. I'm quite sure he'll get on in just a moment, praise God, and when he gets on, we will bring him in, and he will share with us this morning. But nevertheless, I want to pray and get our hearts and minds ready for the Word of God. Listen, this month um, we're going into a fast. I want to share that with you all. I feel that we need to call a fast. And so the fast is going to start. You all are hearing it first. No one's heard it besides those that are in the office and in the administration and that do meetings with me every week. They're they're the only ones who've heard it. And so we're going to start our fast on October 13th. So write this down. October 13th through... Um, excuse me, September 13th, I said October, September 13th through October 4th. Now, if you count that, I believe that would come up to 22 days, but that's 21 full days, and that's from a Sunday to a Sunday. We'll break the fast on October 4th with communion, and we we hopefully will be back in church. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what that looks like and how that will go, and all the different types of things, and, and we're going to bless the Lord for it. 
And so we have some other stuff that's going to come up. That's why it's vitally important that you you get um, um, on tonight and, and listen to some things that I'm going to say tonight in the service. So I'm going to give more information about our time of fasting and prayer, uh, how we're going to soft open our church, what that's going to look like, the approach of coming back into church. I think we should all approach God on our knees. The Bible says in Second Chronicles chapter 7, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek his face and turn from their wicked ways, then he would hear from heaven, he would forgive our sin, and he would heal our land. And we need healing in our land today. And I'm trying to tell you something. You know, Paul talks about in Corinthians about the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers so that they would not hear our glorious gospel. People need to hear the gospel like never before because people are full of distractions, their minds are distorted, and they don't see things for what they really are. And we have to wake up to the tricks and schemes of the devil and overcome them. So, Father, we honor you this morning. We bless you. We magnify you. The fruit of our lips giving thanks and praise because you alone are the redeemer of our lives. We thank you for this great and awesome day that you have made, and in it we shall rejoice and be glad. We thank you that you delivered us from the powers of darkness, and you've translated us into the kingdom of your dear Son, whereby we call you Abba, Father. It is our legal right. You are our Daddy. And we say good morning to you, Father. Good morning to you, Lord Jesus, and good morning to the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you that he will lead us and guide us to all truth. You have given us the legal right to command the morning. So by the authority that you've invested in us, we command the morning. And what we say shall come to pass because your word says we shall have whatsoever we say. So I believe Pastor is on with us now. Pastor Inga, how are you? I'm doing great. Good morning, Bishop. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, sir, it is on you. All right. Well, thank you very much. Um, it's a pleasure to be sharing this morning. And um, the scripture that we're sharing today comes from the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 8. And the word of the Lord says, uh, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Father God, as Bishop has prayed, thank you for the revelation of your word. And Father God, I pray that this word speak to our spirits directly in such a way that we are moved from it, that we gain understanding uh, of it, and that, Lord, we move with wisdom according to your word, and that we are blessed as a result of Father God observing your word in the name of Jesus. Well, I'd like to unpack this scripture because there's so much contained in it. And what stands out to me here are several uh, words in the scripture. Uh, first of all, I believe everyone wants to be successful. I believe everyone wants to be prosperous. And if we're all in, on the same page in terms of the end goal here, then this scripture should uh, should for us be something that gets a special attention, because who doesn't want to be prosperous? Who doesn't want to have good success? And the Word of God is 
pointing us to us how to succeed. You know, you think about all the the best sellers uh, out there. Most of them are related to how to get, how to be rich, how to be successful, how to, in one way or another, uh, succeed. And these are best sellers on the New York Times uh, list and so forth. And uh, and even though we know that the Bible for all times is the number one bestseller, uh, it's it's the one book that stands the test of time. Uh, but many people don't read it because they just don't, they don't see it as a how to succeed book as much as they see it as a religious book. But, you know, the, the Bible is uh, a book of life for us. And when we look at this scripture, it's introduced to us as the book of the law. And so I think this really st- should stand uh, out to us because uh, when we look at those particular words, I know that in the New Testament times that we live in now, people would say, well, that's the book of Moses. That's the, that's the, the Torah, the first five chapters of the Old Testament. But we're living under a new covenant now. And, and, and sometimes we find a way to dismiss this scripture because we think it's written to the Israelites, not to the present-day church. But, you know, all the word is good. If Jesus says that heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. So we, we, when we talk about the book of the law, we're, we're talking about the word of God because to the Hebrews, to the nation of Israel, the book of the law was the word of God, the very sacred, most holy word of God. It's so holy that even the scribes at that time would refrain from using the word Jehovah in the book. They would put the words the Lord instead because even the name Jehovah was so holy that they wouldn't even uh, dare to write it because it's such a holy word uh, in, in a most holy book. And this, I think we need to gain respect once again for the, the Bible, for the book of the law, for the word of God, because the word of God isn't like any word. It is life-changing. Jesus says, the words that I speak are spirit and they are truth. And in Hebrews, uh, uh, book of Hebrews, uh, uh, chapter 4, verse 12, it says that it is, is like a double-edged sword, it, it, that you're not just reading it, it is discerning you. It's an active and, it, and it's alive. So we're, we're talking about a spiritual power that's released in the Word of God, and that's why it's so important that we respect it for what it is. It is the book of the law, and it's interesting that it's, it's not only God's Word, but it is literally law. When you think about what law is, think about what sin is. Sin is lawlessness. And when you're talking about the book of law, the book of the law is there to keep you within those barriers of life. So, so you don't uh, wind up going off the road and, and being um, uh, just completely uh, shipwrecked. So th- this is such an important word that we understand we need to respect the book of the law because by observing the law, we stay within the order of God. And God is a God of order. He's not a God of chaos. So we we need to respect what the book of the law represents. And it says that it, it shall not depart from your mouth. So as we unpack this scripture, we go to the next uh, portion here, it shall not depart from your mouth. And this is very important because, you know, not that many of us in our upbringing have been taught to speak the word of God. We've been taught to read it, to study it, uh, and, and to respect it. But, how many of us are really uh, as speaking the word? And this is so important because by speaking the word of God, 
we're giving life to the word. We're really a mirror reflection of God speaking. When God said, let there be light, he activated his word and things changed. And we have been created in the same image of God to activate his own word. And when he says in Isaiah 55, 11, that he does not let his, his, his word will, will accomplish that to which it was sent. Uh, in other words, he will not return void. He will not return empty. So when we speak this word, when we don't let it uh, depart from our mouth, we're actually sending out uh, a, a very dynamic spiritual power and force that's creative that is mirroring what God has already declared in his word, but we're simply uh, lighting the match, igniting it now, making it real, releasing its power, and that power is in our mouth. And it's so powerful that we speak that word. We don't let it depart out of our mouth. And I think that's one, that's a major uh, revelation here. If we're lacking power in our lives, it's because perhaps we're not speaking the word of God. The Lord Jesus says that man should not live by uh, bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So it's out of the mouth that something happens, that, that power is released. Um, and then the next verse that stands out here is that you shall meditate on it day and night. Now, this word meditate, this is a, a word that uh, we, we it's, it's in the Hebrew is hagal, which means ponder. It means to, when you think about the word ponder, it means you shall consider carefully as in making an important decision. You know, how many of you have considered carefully before you got married, if this was the right person for you, or when you bought a house, or when you uh, went to school, or applied to university, or, or a job, you know, you don't just take these, make these decisions lightly. You ponder them. You, you imagine, you meditate, you, you consider it very carefully. You study it. And so you go deep into it to really make sure that you're, you're understanding all the implications and the possibilities and it's, an, it's a word that basically allows you to imagine. Uh, and, and there's such creative uh, power release when you imagine the possibilities. You know, faith is, is, is effective only when you have hope. And hope is, uh, is birth when you set a picture, a goal, uh, an image of what you want to achieve. This, the hope sets the target. And faith is, are the hands that grab it. And, and that persistently stay on, on, on task, focused to achieve it. And so all this starts because you begin to imagine. You, you place a goal, a picture in front of you. You ponder it. So meditating is, is the Lord's way of releasing within us the, that birth canal, birthing something new into the, into the material realm from the spiritual realm. And so we, we need to really uh, understand that this is a process and, uh, and that word uh, also means to mutter. And it's also a word that uh, one of the dictionaries uh, mentions it. it. It's like to regurgitate. We, and that might not seem like a, a pleasing word to us. But, you know, when you think about that word, regurgitate, like a cow, when they eat, they, they regurgitate their meal. They, they eat it over and over and over, and they break it down into every single nutrient that comes from that food. And that's what we need to do. We need to break down the word of God. We need to, in a sense, regurgitate, uh, bring it up, bring it down, examine it, and keep, uh, keep feeding on it until we get every single 
a blessing that comes out of the word. So we need to 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 spend more time. That's why you just you just can't run past certain scriptures. You need to meditate on it. You need to go deep. I think word studies are very helpful here because you can really examine the root and the meaning of each word. And, and sometimes going on a parallel Bible helps too. So you get different meanings, different angles of the same word. But meditate means just to go go deep, go let it uh, saturate in in your entire being marinate in the word of God, in other words. And then the word just to do it day and night. Now that seems like, well, gosh, that was written, this book was written thousands of years ago. You know, the Lord must not know uh, what the times we live in now. How do we possibly do this day and night? That almost seems like an impossible task. But, you know, if you have a hunger for the word of God, you will make time in your day. And you can meditate at different times. You can you can even on driving have the word on. You could be you, you could set a goal each day that even just dissect one one verse a day and meditate on it and just think about it and 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 tune your your mind into the word of God. And I believe that at least for me, um, I asked the Lord early on in my walk to give me a hunger for His word, and and He answered that prayer. I love the word. Uh, I'm a certified scuba diver, and when I'm diving, uh, I just love the whole new world that I'm exploring. And I feel that when I'm in the Word, uh, I'm in a whole different world. I'm in God's world. I'm in the kingdom of God's world, and I am. I'm literally feel like I am hunting for treasure. So take the attitude that when you get into the Word and you're meditating on the Word, that you literally are treasure hunting. Because what you're finding in the Word is that it, it, it creates a treasure map for you. It's a treasure map to lead you and guide you. That's, this treasure map is, is the map that's going to lead you to good success and to be prosperous. And I know that might sound selfish, but, you know, it's, it's an incentive that we all need to understand. And, you know, for us, sometimes what wealth is, is, is material things. But really, in the kingdom of God, true wealth is what you do for the kingdom. So I think once, once you really start meditating and understanding the word, you understand what's important to God and you really focus on the correct priorities because in the end, the Lord will reward each and every one of us for what we've done on this earth, not just for what we've accumulated, but what we've done that significantly impacts this world with his word and with his love. And so it's such a wonderful thing to, to have a hunger to, to study the Word of God. And I would suggest that you pray and ask God to deposit that hunger in you. The Word of God says also that, that to observe, to do all that's uh, written in it. In other words, we have to be a doer of the Word, just as James said. Don't just be a hearer, but be, be a doer of the Word. So to observe, to do, is so important. Many, many times we fail in the execution aspect. We can, we can have the vision, but we, don't, we fail in following up. So we need to also just begin to just do, because that's what faith does. Faith acts. And so as we act on the word, we'll see that God has our back and, and literally holds our hand through the process, and he guarantees that he will make our way prosperous. And, that, and I'll conclude with this. As we um, go into making our way prosperous, you know, there's so many scriptures that talk about uh, the Lord wanting to bless us. You know, uh, Proverbs 28, 20, that the faithful man shall abound in the blessing. You know, he's given us also a covenant to, to, to give us the power to make wealth. 
Uh, he blessed Abraham, and the sons of Abraham, the children of Abraham, were blessed with Abraham, the believer. And, and Abraham was very rich. So there's, God does not have a problem with making you prosperous and successful. He just wants you to make him number one, as he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. But, when, you know, success comes, I think, because the Spirit of God is leading you. Proverbs 16.3 says that roll your works upon the Lord and commit and trust them wholly to him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will, and so shall you your plans be established and succeed. So there's something about meditating on the word, acting on the word, that it gets in your bones, it gets in your marrow, and then you begin to think along the lines that, that, that are acceptable to God. And sometimes it just you think without realizing it, thoughts that are God-approved and inspired thoughts. And I love how it says, so shall your plans be established and succeed. And so you make your way prosperous as you focus on the Lord. And uh, I'll end with this scripture, uh, Isaiah uh, 48, uh, 17, that says that, uh, thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you in the way that you should go. So he will, he will lead us. He will teach us to profit because he is the Lord. So when we hearken to his commandments, uh, believe me, he will, he will lead you and, and, and prosper you and bless you. So this is such a powerful word. And um, uh, thank you, Bishop, for allowing me to share this morning. Amen. Well, let's thank the Lord for that word this morning as we continue to meditate on his word, because that's key, meditation, to ponder, to really go deeper. And I'm going to come back and we're going to go deeper in just a moment, because Pastor said something that just really struck a chord in me. And we'll come back to that in just a moment. At this time, we're going to have Sister Tracy George come with our prayer request. Sister Tracy. We have two prayer requests. The first one is from Janetta Walker, is requesting prayer for her sister who tested positive for coronavirus and requesting prayer for her sister. Um, The doctors found a blood clot in her lungs. Um, Also, Janetta is asking for prayer for her sister's two teenage children who are concerned about their mom, and she's asking for strength for the family. Victoria Menez was released from her place of employment on 824, so Victoria is asking for a new and better career opportunity with upgrades and promotion. So, Father God, we come to you. We say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. That will be done in the lives of Janetta's sister and her family and Victoria Menez's life in the name of Jesus. We come to pray specifically calling on Jehovah Rapha, our God, the healer, to take control over Janetta's sister's body. We pray and cast out the spirit of infirmity of Janetta's sister's body. We pray against any dysfunction, respiratory, dysfunctional respiratory and immune system out or off of her body in Jesus' name. We pray against any infections on her body in the name of Jesus. We pray Isaiah 53 and 5 over her life, whereby Jesus strives, she is healed. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to breathe through her body in the name of Jesus, giving her new breath of life. We pray against the blood clot that is obstructing the blood flow from her lungs to the heart of genetic pulmonary artery. 
and ask you, Holy Spirit, to breathe through her lungs. Take away the blood clots in Jesus' name. According to Matthew 8 and 17, Janetta's sister's sickness and infirmities were carried by Jesus. So therefore, in Jesus' name, she is healed. We bless and thank you, Father. We pray for um, the strength of the family of the, uh, the two teenage daughters for Janetta's sister. For the joy of the Lord is their strength, according to Nehemiah 8, 9, and 10. We believe that nothing is too difficult for God. So according to our great God, he is mighty and powerful, according to Psalms 107, 147, and 5. And you sent your word in Psalms 107 and 20 and delivered and healed them from their destruction. And I thank you for total healing and restoration over Janetta's sister's body and life in Jesus' name. We pray and believe the word of God over Janetta's sister and Victoria Menez. We pray for Victoria to find purpose in her new career opportunity. And we come into agreement with Victoria and thy will be done in her life. We pray that Victoria will receive a better opportunity that will provide upgrades, increase in pay with maximum benefits. Holy Spirit, we ask you to breathe in her pocketbook. We pray increase for Victoria in Jesus' name. We pray for the abundant life over Victoria. For according to John 10.10b over Victoria, for you came that Victoria would have abundance of life, enjoy, strength, and everything that concerned her. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. And this morning, we declare and we decree that every prayer request will become a praise report. As Pastor so wonderfully unpacked uh, Joshua 1 and 8 for us, how the book of the law must be meditated on, it must be pondered day and night. But he also talked about we can't just read the word, we have to declare the word. We've always heard, got to read the word of God, got to read the word of God, which is true. But it's only part of a truth. You have to declare the word of God. You have to begin to speak the word of God. And let me add this. You have to speak it with authority, not mimic it. It's a difference between the two, just saying what someone's saying or saying what you're saying with a conviction, with power, with a authority and believing what you're saying will come to reality. I don't know if you caught it because he ran past it real quick. He said he's a certified scuba diver. That struck a chord with me. All right? And many of you who are members, if you've been a member for some time, you've heard me say that we have to become spiritual jacustos. In other words, you got to dive into the deep. So if you want to know really the things of God, you want them revealed to you, God can't just do it. The Spirit of God won't do it when you're just shallow with God. When you're just shallow with God. You have to dive into the deep. And Paul writes something in 1 Corinthians 2. Here's what Paul says. This is why the scripture says, things never discovered or heard of before, things beyond our ability to imagine. These are the many things God has in store for all his lovers. 
This is the Passion Translation I'm reading. But God now unveils these profound realities to us by the Spirit. Yes, He has revealed to us His innermost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit, who constantly explores all things. The King James says, the deep things of God. And so if we want to know the deep things of God, it comes by spending time in the presence of God. No time with God equals failure, but time with God equals success. Time with God. Notice in the scripture, he says, as you spend time with me, as you meditate on the word, how often? Day and night. He says, now observe to do. To do. Because we got there, there has to be a corresponding action to do according to all that is written therein. He said, then you would make your way prosperous. You would. And then you would have good success. How is that going to happen? By obeying the principles of the word of God. It is so key. And this is how God has called us to live blessed, happy, prosperous, successful lives. Before we end this morning, I would like to go back to Pastor and see if he has any closing remarks. Pastor Inga. Uh, yes, Bishop, thank you so much. Uh, I know I went through so much on unpacking that verse. There's one scripture I had I didn't, I didn't share because of the timeline, but it, uh, since you brought this up about speaking with authority, uh, one scripture that I had here on the sideline was uh, 2 Corinthians 4.13, where Paul says, and since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. So speaking with authority comes from that place of knowing, not just uh, having this head knowledge. I know we, we've uh, kind of referred to this last week, but it's, it's, it's just that place where you, you firmly believe something. And when you firmly believe it, no one's going to move you from that position because you know it. You own it, you know it, and then you just stand on it. And that's where that place of authority comes from. I believe, therefore I spoke. So I love what you brought up, Bishop. Speak it with authority, and you speak it with authority because you truly have it in you that you know it now, and therefore you can release it when you speak. Amen. Well, today, declare the word with authority. We certainly have. And in closing, I'm going to declare this with authority according to Psalms 118, verse 24. In a moment, you're going to speak with me and declare it with authority. This is the day that the Lord has made. In it, we shall rejoice and be glad. In this brand new day, it's a brand new you. That means yesterday is over. Brand new opportunities and brand new possibilities. Come on, make this confession of faith with me boldly. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. From this moment forward, I will be very courageous. I will not waver in my faith. I will not give in to fear. I am more than a conqueror, and I am a world over comer. We declare you are more than a conqueror and you are a world overcomer. I pray you've been blessed today. As you travel today, 
those of us that are traveling. We declare traveling grace over you that may the Lord lead you and guide you into all truth. May you get to your destination back home safely, that no sickness, harm, or danger will come near you or the vehicles that you are traveling in. Let us not forget God's unmerited divine favor is upon our lives. Grace and peace be unto you. This is Sister Tracy George, Pastor Inga, and Bishop. We're signing off this morning. Kathy, let us open the line. Let us bless the Lord together.